Let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that we can be a part of it. Lord, we just want to be on your team. We want to be in stride with you. We want to be your hands. We want to be your feet. Lord, we have been so blessed, but help us to realize we've never been blessed just to hoard the blessing, but we've been blessed so that we can be a blessing to other people. And Lord, in this hour of need around our world, in Ukraine and Poland, Lord, we just ask right now, Lord, that we as the church in River Falls would, would step forward and just a small part, everybody doing a small part around the world makes a big difference. And Lord, we just thank you that we can be a part of something that's just not about this time, but it's eternal. It's eternal. And we thank you that people are coming to Christ through a crisis, coming to Christ through a crisis. And we just, we thank you for the church that is at work in Poland and around the world, just taking in these refugees. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord. Continue to bless them, continue to provide, and continue to be there and meet all the needs that they can in Jesus' name, amen. So just watching the news last night, now they're saying it's about 3.3 million people have left Ukraine as refugees. So we need to keep that on our heart and before us. So let's dive into this, this message real quick. Hey, by the way, to, um, this week was my birthday, 58 years old. It's hard to believe. And my sister sent me this birthday card that I just had to share with you, okay? It says, another birthday question, another birthday. You know, comma, if you figured your age in pig years, you'd be a football by now. <laughs> Some of you aren't getting that. They make footballs from pigskin, okay? So I thought that was good. Shout out to my sister. Yeah. All right. Well, this morning here at Journey Church, or actually through the month, what we're doing is um, in March, we're having what we call a month of prayer. So if we can get to this, a month of prayer. We're going to get there. So just talk to your neighbor for a second. Say, hey, isn't it good to be in God's house this morning? Okay, there we go. March is a month of prayer. So throughout the month, what we're doing is we're taking a closer look at the Lord's Prayer. So by the way, if you have not received this card, Chad, can you help us out this morning? Sorry to put you on the spot. There should be more of these on the table. If you have not received this copy of the Lord's Prayer Please raise your hand. Maybe you lost yours. You want another one? Raise your hand. When Chad comes down the aisle, he'll make that available for you. So please raise your hand. Make sure you have a copy of the Lord's Prayer. Because right now, what's happening, we're in the midst of what is called a 30-day prayer challenge. And what we're doing is we're encouraging all of us, all of us, to pray the Lord's Prayer twice a day. Once at the beginning of the day, and then again at the end of the day. And um, what we're going to do... What we're going to do is we're going to add another wrinkle to the challenge this week. And so is everybody listening? Clap your hands once. Okay. If you're listening this morning, there's another wrinkle to the prayer challenge, and that is that one of those times that you pray the Lord's Prayer, either at the beginning or the end of the day, I'm going to challenge you not to pray alone, but to pray with someone else the Lord's Prayer. It might be your spouse, it might be one of your children, it might be a friend, it might be a coworker. I just wanna challenge you. I think there's gonna be a, a greater emphasis of power when we begin to pray this with somebody else. So the challenge is out there, pray the prayer twice a day, and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna pray that one time with, with another person. So the first two weeks of the series, we see that the Lord's Prayer is a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples as a response to their request. 
And here's the request of the disciples in Luke 11.1. 1, they came and they asked the Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And as I've mentioned, this prayer is basically, if you look at the card, this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray is basically an outline on how to pray. And in the outline, the outline is made up of seven different petitions. So far in our journey together as a family, we've looked at the first three petitions. We're not going to talk about that because we don't have time to talk about that and rehash, but very important. But today what we're going to do is we're going to look at our outline and we're going to take a closer look at this fourth petition, and that is that when Jesus taught us to pray these words, he said, give us this day our daily bread. Can we all say that together? Give us this day our daily bread. So here's my question. When we pray for God to supply us with our daily bread, what exactly are we asking? What exactly are we asking? Are we asking for literal bread? Are we asking for literal bread? Well, for some people around the world, that may certainly include literal bread that they're asking for. But I want to let you know this morning that when we ask for daily bread, we're asking for so much more than just literal bread. What are we asking? Here's what we're asking when we pray this prayer. It's right here on the slide. We're asking for God to come and to provide us with what we need for each and every day. So when we pray this prayer, Lord, give us today our daily bread, we're asking for God to provide us with what we need for each and every day. For example, when Jesus taught this for the first time, much of the people that heard this first time were Jewish people. So when Jesus taught them to pray, give us today our daily bread, immediately their minds in that culture would have went back to the Old Testament, the Old Testament days, and automatically they would think of their ancestors, the children of Israel. Remember the story? They were in the wilderness wandering for how many years? For 40 years. And it was there that God came and he provided what? God provided literal bread for their ability to continue on, which was also called manna. There's one verse I want to share with you real quick. It's taken from Exodus 16, 4. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, because he was the leader, he said, here's what I'm going to do. I will rain, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. It says the people are to go out each day. Let's say that together, each day. That's very important, each day. And they are to gather enough for that day. And by the way, if they gathered more than enough for that day, do we know what happened? It rotted, it began to stink, it began to become filled with maggots. God said, no, here's the plan. I'm gonna give you enough bread for that day go out and collect just enough for that day, okay? So for the children of Israel, literal bread, it was literal bread that they were asking for so that they could survive. For us, it may be something totally different, okay? Let me just cut this bread up and just share with you what it may be about. 
Sure, it may be about your basic needs. It may be about food. It may be about your clothing. And it may be about shelter. So certainly for you, for a lot of people around the world, daily bread could be what? Food, clothing, and shelter. For a lot of people in the world today, that's what they need the most each and every day. But how about us here at Journey Church living in 2022? What could bread, daily bread include? For you and I, it may include, how many people need wisdom? Anyone? Wisdom. Today you might be here and you're just sitting here thinking, you're not even paying attention to what I'm saying, come on back. But you're thinking, this week I have a big decision to make. I have a really big choice to make, and right now I'm not sure what to do. You've weighed the odds of both sides of that choice or decision, and you're like, God, please come and give me today what I need most. Today, your daily bread may be wisdom. Here's another one. Today, for some people, your greatest need may be you need strength. Right now, you're weary, you're tired, you're getting beat up by the world. Maybe you're facing a temptation that's just getting the best of you, and you're battling, and you want to do what's right, but you seem to be falling into patterns of sin. And for you right now, your daily bread may say, Lord, I want the victory. God, I need help. For you, daily bread may mean you need strength. Here's another one, and that is your daily bread may be the need for comfort. Yesterday, Heather and I had the opportunity to go out and to have dinner, and we had dinner with a, um, a husband that had lost his wife of 48 years. And we were eating also with some of his children, so they lost their mother. You know what their greatest need is today? And we talked about that with him yesterday. Jim's greatest need is comfort. How many people know the Bible said that God is the God of all what? Comfort. So for certain people, maybe even in this room today, your daily bread may be your need for comfort. It also might be right now for some people that are going through a season of discouragement. Right now, you're super discouraged. But how many people know that God comes to those who are discouraged and he brings what? Comfort. I mean, encouragement. There we go. Encouragement. Thanks for helping me out. For so, so for some of you, you might just need, God, give me my daily bread. I need to be encouraged. Let's just look at a couple other ones real quick because we could actually go all day and we're running out of bread, okay? Here's another one. For you, it might be you're in a financial challenge right now. And your daily bread in your prayer might say, Lord, give me today my daily bread. Give me what I need most today and what I need right now, Lord, as you see my financial situation. Sure, we have a responsibility and a part to play in that. I, want to, I don't want to downplay that. But how many people know God is also, he meets financial needs? Can anybody say amen? Maybe today, right now, you're going through anxiety. You're just going through a lot of, you're anxious. You're worrying. Your life is just in a crazy place. And your daily bread today for you, as you pray, give us today our daily bread. Your need may be peace. That may be the piece of bread that you need from God today is that he would give you peace. Let me look at two other ones. Here's another one big for me, and that is, Lord, give me today my daily bread. Give me the courage. Give me the courage to 
to live the life and to do the things that you're calling me to do. Help me not to shrink back, but today, as I go into this day, I'm praying, God, today I need courage. And one last one, I think it's a big one for all of us, all of us, every single person, because the Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of glory, and that is your daily bread may need, that you may need for today is you may need forgiveness. You may need forgiveness. So I just wanted to look at some of those real quick and to share that, hey, there's a lot of different things that people need. So let me ask you a very personal question. Please just engage. We're going to be done right on time this morning. And that is, what do you need today? I want you to write, maybe you need to write it down because, by the way, this is small group week, journey group week. You should be taking notes, hint, hint, because we're going to be talking about this message in our small groups. What is it that you need today? What is it that you need today? And here's the cool thing. Regardless of what you need, I want to give you an incredible truth that comes from that same passage in Matthew chapter 6. And here's the incredible truth. And that is Jesus speaking. He says, your father. Remember the father we talked about in week one? Good, good father. For your father knows exactly. Let's all say that word together. Exactly. Your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask. Two thoughts there. God knows exactly what you need each and every day. Say, we may be sitting here on a Sunday morning with a specific need. That need may be totally different on Tuesday afternoon. That need may be different again on Friday morning. But the cool thing is God knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly, meaning, here's the thought I want to share with you. God is aware of what's going on in your life. God's not detached out on some hammock sipping, sipping lemonade on a beach. No, God is involved. He's at heaven where heaven is his throne, and he's engaged with the life of his children. He knows exactly what you need today. He knows what your daily bread is all about. I love that, that he is a good father. He knows what you need today. You're not alone. He knows. The second thing I want to share is that it's amazing. It says that he knows what we need even before we ask. Even before we ask. And some people's immediate response would be, well, God, why do I need to ask? If you know, just do it. That's the reasoning of a lot of people. But the reality is that we've been talking about in this series is that God wants us to come to him because it's in our coming to him and spending time with him that we're building our relationship with our father. But God also wants us to see that, hey, I'm dependable. I'm dependable. You can trust in me. I know what your need is even before you ask, but please come to me. I'm a good father. Let's talk. I'm a dependable, dependable God. Connected with this incredible truth, is a, a, it's an incredible promise. It's in the same chapter, Matthew chapter 6. We're going to jump down to verse 33. Look at the promise about needs. Jesus says this. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Above all else, seek the kingdom of God and live righteously. So we have a responsibility. Seek the kingdom, live righteously. But here's the promise. And he will give you everything you need. 
He'll give you everything you need. And actually, Paul echoes those words in Philippians 4.19. Paul writes these words. He says, and my God will meet all, everybody say the word together, needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. One other side note real quick. If you do a study of the Old Testament, you're going to find out that God has a lot of different names that have been given to him. And one of the names that we read about God in Genesis chapter 22 is God has given this name. Everybody together, have you seen that before? Let's say it together, Jehovah Jireh. Let's say it one more time, Jehovah Jireh, good Hebrew name for God. Do you know what that name means? That name means the Lord will provide. And you think of the context of that as Abraham's about ready to kill Isaac. He's got the knife in his hand, obeying God. And at that time, God says, whoa, hold off, I will provide. And what does God do? What does God do? He provides the sacrifice. I want to let you know today, just as God was aware of what Abraham was going through, God is aware of what each and every one of us is going through this morning. He knows what you need, and he is big enough. His name is Jehovah Jireh. His name is the Lord will provide. So I want to encourage you today, when it comes to needs, I want to let you know we're actually set up for victory. And the victory comes that he knows what we need, and he promises that he will provide us with what we need. But here, gang, is a big challenge. And I really need you to listen in this morning. This was probably the thought that was keeping me up last night, having a hard time falling asleep. Here's the challenge, and everybody, I want you to hear this. The challenge of our culture, our Western culture, and we have been blessed, amen? The Bible says in James 1.17, every good Every perfect gift, everything that's good in our life comes from God. He's the source. But here's the problem with many Western people, Americans, is we often confuse our needs with our wants. Ooh, that was good. Thank you, Heather. Heather is always a good cheerleader. So, Heather, I'm going to say that one more time. Just say amen one more time. Just encourage your husband. We have a hard time distinguishing needs from wants. And Heather said, yeah, let's go. Okay. All right. Let me explain the little difference between needs and wants, and we're almost done. Needs are something you must have. You must have them in order to live. On the other hand, wants are something that you wish you have to add comfort to your life. Ooh, Pastor Mike's not being nice right now. Needs are about what you must have to live. Wants are about comfort. And by the way, it's not all about comfort. Two more thoughts. Needs represent the necessities. Wants indicate desires. Third thought. Needs are important for the human being to survive. That's what some people are going through today, today around the world. Needs are important to survive. Wants are not as important as needs because a person can live without wants. You can live without wants. So what I want you to see is there's this big difference between what you need and sometimes what we want. And I'm not saying that God's not there to provide some of our wants because I can testify that God has been really good to the Bechtold family. He has given us many of our wants. But I want to let you know we need to be careful that there's a big difference 
between what we need and what we want. By the way, getting everything we want. Come on, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm warming up right now. Getting everything you want isn't always what's best for you. I don't know what's going on over here, but something's going over here. So let me talk to you guys over here. Getting what you want isn't what's always best for you. Are you hearing me? You say, Mike, why, why, why is that, why is that not good? The things that we want may be the very things that are keeping us from what is best. The things we want sometimes are the very things that may be keeping us from what is best in the future. I can't tell you, as I look, past, I look over in my life, and I was sitting at lunch today or this week with Ashton and Christian. We were at Cain celebrating just good things. But anyway, I said to them, I said, you know what? If I always got what I wanted, I wouldn't be here today. Hello? Is anybody listening? Can anybody else testify? If you got everything you wanted, you may not be here today. I don't know who your pastor would be, but it wouldn't be me. Some of you are like, ooh, I wish you would have got everything you wanted. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, okay? We're just getting started, by the way, okay? But I think each and every one of us, as you look back over your life, and you you look back to some of those things you prayed you wanted, aren't you thankful that you didn't get everything you wanted? Come on. I look at Nolan's life, and I just look at his life through his high school journey, and I Man, he definitely didn't get everything he wanted, but today I say, God, you knew. You knew what he needed the most. And it's true for all of us. So we gotta be very, very careful. And here's what I wanna say. He's a good father. And he has all wisdom. He has all power. He knows exactly what you need and what you want. Let's trust him to take care of what needs to be taken care of. Amen? So God knows it. He's promised to meet all of our needs. One closing thought. And that is when we pray this prayer and we come to this part of the prayer, God, may you give us today our daily bread. This is one last reminder I want to just share with us. And that is that when we ask God for daily bread, this is also a great opportunity to think about and pray for other people. It's a great opportunity to say, okay, Lord, it's not just me focusing inclusively, exclusively on my own wants and needs. But when I pray this prayer, I I try to say, Lord, okay, I know, for example, my buddy Jim lost his wife. Comfort him. Throughout this week when I was praying this, I know there's people in our church that are sick and going through struggles. So I'm, Lord, yes, Lord, give me my daily bread, but Lord, I'm also praying for Chris and Carl Carlson, for example. Give them what they need most today. They really need you to help them and give them strength. And other names came up this week. So when we pray that prayer, I want to encourage us, let's not just look at us and look at ourselves in the mirror, but may it be a time that we begin to open our mind and our heart that there may be an opportunity to pray for other people's needs and their wants. And not only should we think and pray for others, there will be times in our prayer when God will lay it on our hearts. When God will say, okay, you're praying for Ukraine. You're praying, Lord, would you give them what they need? Would you pray as we're praying and say, God, 
would you give them today their daily bread? There might be a time that you hear God speak to your heart and say to you, can I use you? I've blessed you with so much. Can you take some of that? And as you're praying, not just keep it out of prayer, but can you take and can you begin to be a solution? Can you begin to share some of your blessings with others? So there's a lot going on where we're saying, Lord, give us today this daily bread. Give us what we need. God knows what you need. Pray for other people. And as you're praying, God may lay it on your heart to be a part of the solution, to part of the, a part of the puzzle to say, you know what, God, I'll give. And I, that kind of leads into our offering this morning. And we're taking the second offering today for those people. There's some people literally today that don't have the basics of life. They don't have food, clothing, and shelter. They're scared. They're scared for their lives. Some of them are being taken into sex trafficking. It's an awful situation. So, Lord, as I pray, Lord, would you please give them what they need the most? Some times God speaks back and he says, you know what? I will, but I also want to use you to be a vehicle to give to help meet what they need for today. Does that make sense? Okay, so this is what I want to do is I want us just to stand to our feet together. And I want us to pray this prayer. The Lord Jesus taught us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. And hopefully through these first three weeks of the series, we're learning more in detail what this is really all about. Is it good for us to recite this together as a church family? It's totally fine. It's appropriate. But as we do, I hope as we're learning more and more what this means, that our thoughts are even being challenged to go further, to go further. So let's pray this prayer together, this prayer the Lord Jesus taught us, everyone together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everyone, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Yeah.